The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Bandage top for his wounds. Mr. Cajon? Yes. You come outside. Outside! You can sleep outside! Boyd, you too. Stay there. Sick man outside! I come out there. So the damnedest thing happened to me. Yeah, what's that? Moments ago while I was uh, downstairs relieving myself. Yeah? Uh, you know how uh, genuinely or generally, we like to record kind of late at night. We're we're night owls here, man. That's what yeah. we do. We're usually here. We're in the studio post-midnight. Yeah, I mean, it's 11.15. The witching hour, so to speak. Oh, did you say 11.15? Yeah. It'll it'll be midnight eventually. All right. God, let's start this over. No, I mean, far be it for me to call you a liar. Anyway, I was downstairs yeah. uh, using the facilities. Yeah. Um, and usually all the lights are off. It's very scary you know, you, here. You step out of that bathroom, and you're just in a pitch black hallway and uh mind you this is an old school so yeah creepy as fuck already i mean i swear i hear children giggling at me every time i they pass were, by a doorway they were murdered here right right a lot, yeah. of, a lot of death in uh this north tonawanda schoolhouse probably the asbestos yeah you know what mm-hmm. yeah no well usually they don't die when they're kids though no, no they, <laughs> they, they die miserable in, in yeah, their middle see, ages that asbestos it takes a while to kick in yeah but uh yeah anyway Back to the incident. Mm. Uh, swear to God, I would never lie to you. Uh, you know I look down the hall, and who do I see? Huh? But the silhouette of famed rock star Dave Mustaine. Oh my God! From Megadeth. The very same. How's he doing? Well, he's scary. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking scary. He wasn't wearing pants, and he screamed, "Hello, me!" No. And I was like, "That's what I said." No. <laughs> I was like, "Dave, no, I'm not you." <laughs> Hello, me. I'm Greg. Hello, me. You're Dave. I have to go. Hello, me. And if I hadn't just pissed, I swear I would have soaked my pants on the way up those stairs. Because you know what he was going to do. He was going to grab you and consume you, and you would have become one with the Dave. Yeah, then it, we would have been Dave. Yes. Yeah. We are many. <laughs> Hello, we. It's we again. Dave Mustang is just Legion. Yeah. We don't have, we have many names because we are many. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off one head and five will appear. Just five Dave Five Davis All talking in a wacky cartoon voice at you. <laughs> Dave Mistake's voice is literally a cartoon. A symphony of destruction. <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to sing anymore. No, we're sorry. not allowed to sing anymore. Fuck. My bad. Nah, it's okay. It's I'm sorry. Okay. I, was, I was terrified into that. Hello, Greg. I just barely made it up those stairs, man. I believe it. This place is fucking terrifying. Did you see me fly in the door and slam it behind me? That's the most cardio I've ever seen you do. Yeah, right? I, think I lost some weight. Yeah, you did. You yeah. were basically John Candy in the great outdoors. Yeah, Big Dave. Big Dave chased me. I was, wasn't I? <laughs> the, door, the door fell on top of you. Hello, me. And I'm just like, no, Dave, I'm Micah. And you ducked just in time for him to leap over you and just go right out the window. It turns out Dave Mustang doesn't believe in gravity. Also, he's dead in the parking lot. He outside. is. I mean, we should probably scoop um, him up. Sorry to all you Megadeth fans out there, but uh, 
he's not going to be uh, playing a lot Hey, anymore. but you know what I plan on doing is going down there and cutting off a couple cutlass of Mustang. You think? Yeah, because guess what, Greg? It's cannibalism month. It's cannibalism month. We let's go eat that motherfucker. Let's eat him up, man. Oh, I want the butt. Dick and all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you take his dick, put it in his butt. You got yourself a turd dickin. Let's grind that old bitch into hot dogs. <laughs> glizzy. Yeah. Here's some gliz- Mustaine glizzies. Mustaine glizzies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cannibalism month. We figure with Thanksgiving and all the everyone's going to be eating and consuming. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what we do. We're uh, we're gonna, gonna eat each other, and because uh, normally we just jerk each other off, but now we're just gonna eat each other. Cannibalism month, man! I mean, I'm really stoked about this. Can it be both? It could be. It could definitely be both. I mean, like when it comes down to it, what's worse than being eaten, dude? Because like being pooped out. Afterwards. Bingo! Yeah. There it is, right there. I think the cannibalism thing fucks me up so much because the fact that you're gonna be turned into shit. It just it ruins you. Really. It does. It does. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be cremated, right? I'm gonna turn to dust. I was Those say, worms yeah. aren't gonna get shit. Cremation is one thing, but yeah, if you're turned into poop, I mean, yeah, if you turn into poop, that's it, man. You're just shit. You're coming out of someone's butthole. Yeah, you, you get no respect. If yeah, you turn. are shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, we're damn that scary. <laughs> Sorry to anybody who's had a relative eaten by some weird serial killer. Yeah, we didn't mean that. They're nah, not I did. They may be literal shit, but they're not. You know. They're not actual shit. You know what? It mm. <laughs> they're just getting flushed. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, they're shit. Especially, well, could you imagine like Hannibal Lecter flushing you? Yeah, that would suck. That yeah, would, man. He's absorbed all the the nutrients from you. <laughs> yeah, and then what comes out? He craps out the worst aspects of your life and personality. <laughs> I feel like there's like there's personal, some... <laughs> a lot of personality in that shit. I feel like there's some kind of Japanese demon that does exactly that. <laughs> That's got to be Asian folklore. I know it. Oh, fuck, man. If anybody knows what the hell that is, uh, get back to us. We actually, we did, uh, side note, we did have somebody respond to my question from last week, which is... What uh, was that? Which He-Man character was uh, the stinky one? The stinky action figure? Yeah. And we got an answer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It turns out it's a character named Stinkor, who is a big uh, battle-ready skunk. Oh, Stinkor! Yeah, he's like a mutant skunk. I don't remember him. No, oh, well, he stinks. Yeah, what was that? There was a lot of people been something else. Moss Man or some shit. What did Moss Man do? Uh, he he was mossy. Oh, yeah, I think he grew under trees. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Dave Mustang. Yeah. And if, if you're ever in the woods, here's a little tip: the moss always grows on the outside of the tree. I don't know what you're getting at. Keep it in mind. That's a tip. It's a survival tip. I got a tip for you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep in mind, we're not just jerking each other off this month. Oh. We're also eating it. <laughs> uh, Greg, I had an opportunity mm-hmm. to watch Okay, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods at Night Part 2. How was it? Well, I watched it last night, and uh, keep in mind, I consumed about 120 milligrams of edibles. Okay. Uh, which is, I think, the only way to watch this movie. All right, I'll keep that in mind. It picks up right where the first one left off. I uh, know you haven't seen either, right? No, no, this is all new. These are fan- oh, did you know these are Polish horror films, Greg? I, I heard. Yeah. Hey, Greg, how many Polacks does it take to make a horror movie? Please don't disparage my people this way. I'm sorry. Also, the answer is kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> in case you were wondering. In case 
Because get it? Kielbasa's encased? Yeah, yeah. Sausage. Was that part of the joke? No. Ah, typical Pollock. <laughs> Did I fuck that up? Nah, maybe. Did I really Pollock that joke up? <laughs> Greg's allowed to say this because he's Polish. Yeah. Yeah. Me? I'm just his best friend. Yeah, well, you know. You got, I, I feel like you got a little Pollock in you, too. A little spiritual Pollock. Well, I mean, just the tip. That's me calling you stupid. <laughs> I do dumb shit. Yeah. That's for sure. Why not? Uh, the this. Oh my god! The the first movie is a fucking blast. Okay, it's good. This one it gets it gets a little hokey and it gets a little fucking weird. I uh, this is I'm giving out a little bit about it. It's I. Uh, it picks up right where the first movie left leaves off. The two brothers are in a prison cell. I. Uh, and they uh, they have to go and retrain. It reminds me of The Descent, too. Oh, good. How they took the survivor of the first movie back to the fucking place where all the shit happened. Yeah, like the last couple of minutes are, are just like a dream. What? Oh. Isn't that what happened? In, in the first Descent, yeah. But in Descent 2, you've seen Descent 2, right? Yeah, it's not quite as good as the first one. No, of course it's not. The first one's incredible. But mm-hmm. the second one d- picks up right where the first one leaves off, where the cops, like, take her take the survivor back down to like the cave okay i see where you're going with this yeah it's kind of like further traumatize the survivor by yeah so they to, show me the scene of the crime yeah what they, did they do to your friend <laughs> what did they do to you what did you do pick up that bone tell me who it was yeah so they these cops uh i mean first off it's, it's in poland so uh i don't know maybe this is maybe this is what the cops do so over the murder there. weapon was a sausage <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to stop with the kielbasa. Jesus shit. Christ, all, Greg! It's all I got. I don't actually know any good Polak jokes. So <laughs> I'm just going to mention kielbasa every time you say that. <laughs> I mean, like you could throw a pierogi and behead somebody. I'm not super knowledgeable of our our lush culture. I've. Uh, I mean, I was. I was married to a a, a a beautiful woman of Polish descent, and her whole family. They were just. All like every holiday, it was. They're all rocket scientists. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they take her back to the scene of the crimes. Uh, shit, of course, goes fucking haywire. Okay. Uh, but there's a part where it's so. Of course, it's this alien virus that's turning people, kind of like a venom type thing. It kind of reminds me because it's a goop. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or you know Stephen King and Creep Show kind of. Um, gotta love a good goop. Gotta love a good goop. So. Uh, one of the one of the police officers gets kind of taken over by this alien goop thing, mm-hmm. uh, and he's looking at this other uh, this other. He turns into a monster. He's looking at another monster, and they start talking in monster language. And the rest of the movie is the point of view of the monsters. Oh, that's fun! It is actually awesome, and I was literally like staring at this, going, "I am too fucking high for this." It sounds like a little bit of a mind fuck. It was just. Fun. It's just a fun movie. It's I implore everybody to get on. Netflix sucks at horror. Yeah, but Never Sleep Alone in the Woods and Never Sleep Alone in the Woods Part Two are just a fucking riot. You heard it here first. Renew those Netflix subscriptions. Uh, but if you really want some good B grade bullshit horror, check out that Tubi. They do pay me to say this, and uh, I'm not ashamed of that. Oh man, I do love some good Tubis. Tubi, or Tubi, not to Tubi. be Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. I'm contractually obligated to say that at least seven times per episode. Watch it. I could have sworn that it was uh, Fossum. 
Oh, fuck Fossum, man. Oh, Fossum sucks. Ah, I haven't even thought of Fossum since last time we talked about Fossum. That was a while ago. Yeah, because they suck. They do. Uh, you know what doesn't suck? Breakfast cereal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, breakfast cereal fucking rules, man. Get a little milk on there, you're all set. Get a little milk on there, that's what I say. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> scream. <laughs> uh, there's a scream cereal now. What does it taste like? Uh, David Arquette. <laughs> it tastes just like David Arquette. David Arquette stirs every batch with his finger. <laughs> it stares you in the eyes. And they do not require him to wash it first. <laughs> they don't ask, he doesn't tell. <laughs> There's a scream cereal. It tastes like strawberries and cream, and it turns your milk blood red. Okay, so a lot of dye in there. There's so much dye. I wonder if you're going to shit a weird color. Well, I mean, absolutely. Do you remember the Burger King burger with the black buns? It was for Halloween a few years ago. Ew, yeah. If it was supposed to be like A1 infused buns. It didn't look good. Uh, I ate one. How was it? Uh, it was actually not that bad. It was it was a Whopper, first off, but the bun wasn't that bad. How many parts of you were dyed black after consuming, consuming that? Not black. I shit green. I mean, like not like a little green. I mean green green where the water in the bowl turned green wow yeah i had to call my wife and like look at it too i'm like honey you gotta come here and see so this was... what yeah <laughs> yeah you don't do that no really Nah, not really into that i was, it was green. more importantly my wife's not really into that no so no. Yeah, we don't we don't like to see feces oh mine was curious i mean understandable yeah uh, so, it's, so this bun wasn't so much a like a black as it was just a really, really dark green. No, it was black, but it turned your shit green. How the fuck does that work? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I mean... So, I'm saying is is that I'm pretty sure the Scream cereal, because of the amount of dye in it, will do yeah. something to your fecal matter. I can only assume what it does to your internal organs. Oh, fuck them. Greg, you know how much alcohol you and I consume? True. My liver is black like right now <laughs> I, can, I can feel it blackening as we speak oh like a doll's eyes it's it's the charlie murphy of my internal organs <laughs> Jesus. yeah uh well it used to be wesley Snipes <laughs> until he showed up <laughs> I love Charlie Murphy so much. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, God bless him. Wonderful man. That great man, great man. I, dude, all right, so Greg and I had a chance to check out, it's on YouTube, it's 11 minutes long, it's mm-hmm. a fan film, a Godzilla fan film. Oh my God. Zilla. And it's, it's done by one man. Mm-hmm. He plays multiple characters, and including what's his, Godzilla. What's his name? Uh, Mito. I was going to say that. Yeah. It's, it starts with Mito. He's incredibly talented at what he does. Honestly, yeah, man. He's got a knack for building costumes with cardboard. Uh, yeah, he, it's, this, is, this is fantastic. It's also sound effects. He does the whole uh, soundtrack a cappella. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla vs. Mito Komon. That's M-I-T-O-K-O-M-O-N. Uh, this is a, a fan film uh, that's made by Shinya... Takashita, who plays everyone and everything in the movie, uh, including Mito Komen, Godzilla. He also plays a line of high-voltage power lines. Yes. 
uh, and just so much more. And this is uh, it's, it's eleven minutes. If you stick it out to the end, you get a, a special guest appearance by Ultraman. Yeah, Ultraman even fucking shows up. <laughs> it's it's just so much fun. I implore all of you to go and watch this. This guy rules, and I hope he continues down this path and makes many many more of these. Uh, honestly, I hope so too. I also hope he makes some short. It's eleven minutes long, but I feel like he could have made it a little shorter. Well, he really wanted to showcase his talents. I respect that. And I feel like the next one, uh, if we're lucky, he's bringing us some Mothman. Oh, that would be some I'm Moth- Mothra. Fingers. Or that's what I mean, Mothra. Yeah. Nah, you're thinking of our own American cryptid. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, this is America. That's Mothra. We got Mothman. <laughs> or what's the other one? King Ghidorah? Oh, King Ghidorah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? The three-headed fucking uh, it's, asshole? It's just three of him. Does he? I mean, he's, he's pretty good with the camera tricks, considering how low budget that was. I bet he could figure really that out. Really good with the camera tricks. Yeah. Can- camera tricks. I uh, And, uh, <laughs> dude, I I don't really... I feel bad about saying anything bad about this, because I feel like if you're between the ages of, like, 30 and 40... Chances are Hocus Pocus is, like, a staple in your, like, October plethora of movies to watch. Oh, that's quite a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I drove it off the cliff, all right? Yeah, I thought we were still talking about fucking Rodan. <laughs> ah, nah, I got nothing else to say about that. You all right, so, Hocus Pocus. Dude, I honestly, like, don't... I'm one of those people that, like, Hocus Pocus is cool, whatever. I gotta be honest, never really cared for it as a kid. Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't my thing. I guess I like it more as an adult than I did as a kid. All right, fair. Yeah, but I, it's not something I like go out of my way for. I don't think I've ever actually seen it as an adult. I went to Salem mm-hmm. a few years back, and like we had to go to the the house, and Sarah Jessica Parker was there. I, that's yeah, pulling a carriage full of people, <laughs> <laughs> doing her own tours. Yeah, Bette Midler was in the carriage. With mm-hmm. her. There's probably a cauldron and a pumpkin. I don't know. I, I don't remember what was in the movie. <laughs> what did they do? They were witches, right? Yeah, they were witches. Yeah. I don't know. Something about a book. Something about a cat. All right. The cat talked. I think the cat used to be a boy. And they, I don't know. There were some kids in it. Yeah. yeah. Devin Sawa was Casper. Uh, oh, that creepy little fuck Casper. <laughs> Can I keep you? I don't like that. No, that's weird. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Also, those ghosts straight up murdered uh, 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 Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Was it Pullman? It was Pullman. Paxton? Not Paxton. I I sometimes get them confused. Oh, Game Over Man? That's Bill Paxton. That's Paxton. Bill Pullman. He fought the alien. He was the president in in, uh, Independence Day. I believe he played the highway in Lost Highway. He was the highway. Yeah. Yeah, which... (laughs) Fucking... Lost Highway. Good God. That's something that we could talk about forever. That's a great movie. Is it? I don't remember. I it, saw it when it came out it's because a confusing movie. it's so confusing. I, dude, I remember the fucking Nine Inch Nails did the soundtrack for that, and I mm-hmm. was a big Nine Inch Nails mark. Yep, that that came out right around the time when every middle schooler in the world uh, was into industrial music. I'm raising my hand. Yeah, me too, dude. I come on, man. Ministry fucking ruled. Wait, is that a coal chamber shirt you're wearing right now? Hey, fuck you, guy. <laughs> fuck you. St- what are they? they did a coal chamber break up on stage at a concert? I'm going way off track here. Yeah, I don't care Jesus about Jesus Christ. Hocus Pocus. Doug Jones just confirmed that he is coming back as Billy Butcherson. Good. 
I did all of that just to fucking say that. Yeah. Quick question. Yeah. Who the fuck is Billy Butcherson? Uh, he is the zombie that had his mouth sewn shut that was the slave of the Sanderson sisters. And then eventually at the end was like, cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Can't wait to see him in that. I love Doug Jones. I do too. I'm sure he's going to knock this role out of the park. I mean, he already did. I'd rather see a whole movie just about that rather than uh, the witches. Yeah, same. You know? Yeah, same. I mean, honestly, yeah. Any word on who's going to play the the three uh, titular roles? The same chicks. Wait, they're not titular, are they? Oh, they could be. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hocus Pocus titular version. (laughs) Hocus Pocus bloodlines. Super not what that word means. (laughs) Focus, focus. Not even do it. Not even going to do it. Come on. Hey. Hey. Hey, come on. We have fun here. Okay. All right. Uh, Do you uh, you get a chance to watch anything this week other than uh, the movie of the the week? No. No. But I did pick up a pretty fucking fantastic sandwich. Oh, did you now? Well, yeah, but you stole it and ate it. It was delicious. It was from 7-Eleven, and it was called The Italian Job. Yeah. It was so good. I even found some... Was it? Uh, was it good? Was it delicious? Dude, it was f- so fucking good. I wish I knew. Yeah, I ate it. Yeah, I'm hungry. I also, drank, I also drank half of your energy drink because I'm a thug. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Greg, buy this energy drink. By the way, I'm going to drink half of it. Yeah, a lot of you uh, listeners don't understand, but Micah really bullies the shit out of me when we're, when we're off mic. I'm bigger than you. He eats my food. He gives me wedgies. <laughs> puts my head in the toilet. Yeah, I rape him. Sodomize them. Um, the one thing I didn't tell you huh. before you ate said sandwich yeah. is that it was made of people. No! Yeah, it's the biggest secret of 7-Eleven's history, uh, which is perfectly thematic for Cannibalism Month. Oh, it is. Sir, what? Are the Wendigo now? Oh, my God. I feel so virile and powerful. You have eaten a small section of an Italian gentleman. They don't specify. specify Andrew Dice Clay? You know, it could have been. No, no he's, wait, he's Jewish. He's still alive, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't just cut little bits off. I of couldn't him. taste the Bell's palsy. <laughs> What's in the bowl, bitch? How's, how's the left side of your face feeling? after Little droopy. Shit. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That explains why it was so greasy. Yeah, and the hair. Ah, I thought the hair was just a nice added touch. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, sandwich jokes are over. Is that why, um, is that why the sandwich kept going, hey, what's the big idea? <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, oh, hey. hey. It's called Columbus Day. So for our first cannibalism <laughs> month feature film, what are we talking about? We're talking about Ravenous. One of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, you, this is something that you have been wanting to do for for the for seven years since I started this show. Seven years ago when we first started Damn That Scary. Yeah. Yeah. I Way back in the day, I mentioned this as like a, a potential film because I love it so much. It, it, dude, this movie fucking rules. And thank you so much for picking this one because I actually forgot how much I fucking love this movie. It might be the best cannibal uh, movie of all time. Uh, I mean, Cannibal the Musical is a close, this close is one. I, I like this better. This is actually fucking... There are also two so, totally different directions. I mean, this isn't this is kind of a comedy, but not It's totally a comedy. Cannibal the musical is hilarious. Dude, I laughed so much watching Ravenous. Yeah, there's good stuff in there. It's dark, so fucking good. Dark comedy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very dark. Very dark. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, but Greg. Yeah. Before we get into uh the the movie, Shit. before we get into before we get into the the stew, we have obligations, the meat, don't we? Yeah, it's something we haven't done in a while because I haven't really been feeling very apologetic lately. Well, we don't, we don't really fuck up ever. No, yeah. but apparently we're bringing it back. Damn, that's scary. Did we fuck up last week? I mean, we must have. I mean, does that yeah. like if we if we have to do another apology? Something went wrong. Well, let me go first, man. Okay, let's All get right. into it. Uh, last week we covered the VHS movies. Mm-hmm. It was a very relaxed episode where we covered three, four films. Yeah, uh, that's no easy feat. It's a very daunting tax task. A veritable smorgasbord of VHS. Films. Just so much film and plastic and tapery just coming at you that we really like just kind of overshadowed and looked past VHS viral. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, but I feel like I was a little too harsh on it. Wait, we're, we're apologizing. Never mind. Sorry. I'm up. Yeah, exactly. I'm apologizing to VHS viral. Uh, the, the film itself? The film itself. Okay. You are, you are better than your cousin. Uh, beta viral, be- beta max viral. Hey, yeah, hey, that was a good one. <laughs> you know what? They can't. They can't all be. Gold. I knew there was a punchline coming. There we, can, we, we can't. We, hey, they all can't be gold, man. Come on, what the fuck you want from me? I uh, mean, that was fantastic. So, I uh, uh, to beta max viral. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, Greg, take it away. All right. Well. um... I I feel like I fucked up a little worse than you did last week. You made fuck. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I mean, misspoke. I think that's how, that's what the politicians say. <laughs> oh, they're alternate facts. Uh, yeah, but I I do have one very specific man, gentleman, uh, actor, uh, to apologize to, and that man is Brandon. Brandon, the younger, fatter, and less attractive brother of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Sir, I apologize for falsely reporting that you were unceremoniously killed on the set of the new Halloween movie. Your life was not ended by a flying fire axe in the opening scene. And as far as I know, you are still alive. Happily drinking your afternoons away in a trailer park in sunny, luxurious intercourse, Pennsylvania. (laughs) Good job, Brandon. We're all proud of you. But not as proud as we are of your brother, Keanu. Who is beautiful. Who is the greatest person to live. He's just fantastic. He's the, the best we, actor of our time, uh, perhaps of all time. The end. The end. That was great. All right, Matt, kill that piano. Good. Yeah. All right. Now, on to the movie Ravenous. Uh, Greg, I got to tell you, man, the first time I saw Ravenous was actually in the theaters. Was it? Yeah. I did. I did see this movie in the theaters. I took my high school sweetheart to see it. She hated it. Mm. I was... I was into it, but like it was, it was one of those like I was too young to really appreciate it. Well, it came out in 1999. Yes, so I think uh, the same year as Sleepy Hollow. I think I was like a freshman in high school, somewhere around there. Okay, or you know, approximately. Uh, my first experience with it was renting it from Blockbuster. So oh, not, that's cool. Well, not quite as cool as seeing it in the theater, but you dude, know. The, the the I just I, I I miss that. I miss being able to go to like a Blockbuster and like. Because, like, clearly you got it because of the, like, I'm sure, like, the cover of the box or... Yeah, well, I remember the 
the trailer for it. I remember seeing it on TV. Okay. And uh, it kind of featured Robert Carlyle going, <laughs> a man eats the flesh of another. He steals his strength. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. It sounds awesome. Right? You know? Um, you know so, yeah, I, I rented it purely by seeing the advertisement. It worked on me. That's awesome. Yeah. Back when trailers uh, didn't really give everything away. But they got – trailers used to just get you pumped for the movie. They gave you a taste. Yeah, I just thought, ooh, a turns taste? Out, turns out all I need is uh, – yeah, you, you get that? You yeah, see, yeah, see yeah, yeah. Cannibals. Um, turns out all I need to see is uh, just – Robert Carlyle's big bloody smile <laughs> and buggy eyes, and I'm like, I want to see that shit. I uh, and uh, for uh, I'm just gonna come out and say it, man. Yeah, you are, you are the cannibal. You are Robert Carlyle. I don't know how to interpret that. I, I dude, I don't know what it just is. I don't know if it's long hair or his facial hair or what. And like, I've seen that crazed look in your eyes man we had a all right fair enough fair enough. we had a pretty wild halloween we did yeah greg and i went a little hard we uh, uh we were in our cups for sure we played foosball with a couple crackheads we we played foosball with somebody who looked like a tiny skeleton she was skeletor <laughs> she was terrifying we, we saw her tits she may have been an actual cannibal i she was very virile yeah she sucked at foosball though i'll tell you that yeah she did she was fucking terrible we, at it. she talked a big game but can't beat me. Dude, I I sneezed and she like hit the wall. Yeah. Yeah, she was like Kate Moss. Um I uh, but then uh, we went to another bar where I suplexed you through a table. Uh-huh. I don't think we're allowed back there again. No. Probably no. not. I yeah. don't know. We we were rushed out of there. We were just like the band. Fly by night uh, away like, from here. We're, I got we were like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I, we were chased down the street by thousands of screaming 15-year-olds. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you don't remember that? Yeah, no, no. That's pretty much how the night ended. Really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> All right, man. That was our <laughs> Halloween. Uh, but, uh, yeah, dude, I so I remember seeing this movie, like, in the theaters. It was one of those, like, I, I made out, like, half the movie, kind of watched half. I was trying to watch the movie more than make out because I was into it. That's a tough choice, man. It really is. You got something this good, and you're just like, ah, it's, you're trying to look out of the side of your eye. It's like we made yeah. out through the entire Wild Wild West. Why would we make out during this? Wait, were you watching, like, a double feature? No, I'm saying, like, before, like, it, it, uh, on a date, you know? Oh, well, I got the answer right here. Wild Wild West sucks, and you don't need to see yeah, it. Yeah, and Ravenous is fucking great. Really, all you need from Wild Wild West is just, you know, pay attention to the credits so you can hear the theme song. <laughs> that's, that's the whole important part. Wiki Wild, Wiki 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 Wild, Wild West. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Yeah. All right, man. So how about, uh, let's go back to 1999. Let's go back to Ravenous. Let's fucking get into... Uh, the Antonia Bird Classic. Yeah, let's uh, let's get into the characters, my man. All right. Well, first up, we've got Captain John Boyd. Captain John Boyd, who's played by Guy Pierce, the amazing Guy Pierce of uh, Memento fame. For those of you who know that one, yeah, uh, great actor, former bodybuilder, vegetarian. Uh, he's just he's amazing in everything that he's done. Um, I think he was in L.A. Confidential. Was he? I believe so. He also played uh, Wayland. Uh, in uh, Prometheus. Yes. Yeah, let's just make Guy Pierce look really old. Heavily made up, yeah. Yeah, that was but, weird. But uh, in this film, he plays Boyd. Boyd! Who, he's our protagonist. He's a cautious, introspective young soldier. 
a coward uh, or conscientious objector, your choice. He's a loner, a hero, and a reluctant Wendigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the things that makes this film so fucking awesome. Everybody's a Wendigo. Everybody's a Wendigo. Uh, speaking of which, next up we have, well, a man of many names. We have Colonel Ives slash Calhoun. What are you going to call him? Well, he starts off as Calhoun, so let's go with that. All right. That works. Let's just call him Calhoun through the whole fucking thing. Why not? Well, we got to switch it up eventually. Well, we'll 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 get get that across. Yeah. This is Robert Carlyle, probably best known for his role in Train Spotting. See, you say that. I say the full Monty. Okay. I saw his dick in that. Also, 28 weeks later. Yeah. He. To uh, a lesser extent. uh, Yeah, he was the grieving husband Mm -hmm. who uh, decided to try to fuck his. Uh, turned to wife. He's a guy that kind of fucked everything up. In that he movie. fucked everything yeah. up. Um, but he is an upstanding, yeah. honorable military officer. Yes. Also a sly, manipulative cannibal <laughs> and absolute madman. <laughs> and he is yet another <laughs> Wendigo. <laughs> Spoiler! He might. Uh, I'm going to say he's the main Wendigo. He is the definitely the main wind, Wendigo. Yeah. He's the problematic Wendigo. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) But not as problematic as our next guy, who is Colonel Hart. God damn it. Played by... Stop it. Yes, he's problematic, but... Probably one of the most problematic men of recent history, Jeffrey Jones. A.K.A. the principal from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And probably some other things. Lydia Dietz's dad. There you go. Mom and dad save Earth. Yes. Where he fought John Lovitz, who was an alien. Which is awesome. It's such a good movie. He is jovial. He is weak-willed. He is a fat fuck boss man who lacks conviction and fucks kids, probably. Yep. (laughs) It's unclear whether that's on film or in his private life. Oh, God. But those of you who know the history of one Jeffrey Jones, you know what I'm talking about. Jeffrey Jones also came out. He he came out in, in Ravenous here. He all, in the same year he came out with Sleepy Hollow, mm-hmm. and then before this, I think he was in uh, uh, Devil's Advocate. But yes. like Jeffrey Jones started to go into that almost like Nicolas Cage territory, where later in his career he was just in horror movies. He got a little bug-eyed and wacky for a while. Yeah, but it, it would have been nice to like continue that, right? Yeah, but then his his film career just sort of abruptly stopped and why is that greg i think he just decided to quietly retire go to a, a place out in the in a rural community just do a little farming damn fuck kids just buy a co- oh yep. yeah yeah no I, I don't know if he fucked any kids no but he had a lot of but he sure did a lot of beating off over pictures of naked children which that ain't cool i mean like everyone in hollywood does it it's just sometimes you need a fall guy. Jeffrey Jones was that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they someone threw him under the bus at some point. He was in Howard the Duck, goddammit. <laughs> I think he was getting a little too high profile, and they were they were like, we got to take this Jones guy down a peg by putting him in federal prison. <laughs> <laughs> He's currently eating Jared's Subway sandwiches. Yep. Which are also made of people. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones imagines they're made of children, I'm sure. Uh, so next up, we have Private Reich, who is the hardened soldier. Uh, he is a man who, the only way I can describe him is, he has pride, he has power, 
He's a badass mother who takes no crap from nobody. And he's also that one guy that you know from literally everything, but you don't know his fucking name. Yeah. We're talking about Neil McDonough. I think he was in Desperate Housewives. He was in Desperate (laughs) Housewives. How the fuck did you know that? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. He was in a a whole season. Yeah, Uh, I know. I've seen it. He was uh, also in Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh He was in uh, that one movie with The Rock, Walking Tall. He's kind of in everything that requires an Aryan badass. They need a bad guy who has has an Aryan look. Yeah. He's that guy. He never plays a good guy. Because his eyes are so blue, they're white. And his hair is so blonde, it's white. He's just—he's the whitest man in the fucking world. Jesus, his name is literally Reich in this movie. Yeah, I don't think he was so much born as he descended from a mountain in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that his birthday is on the same day that Hitler died? I'm just looking this up, dude. This is crazy. I thought you were going to say his birthday is on the same day as Hitler's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. He's not that old. Okay. (laughs) Hitler never died. He just evolved into this guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next up, we have uh, Major Knox, the overly medicated Major Knox. (laughs) Overly medicated. Well, he is um, he's an alcoholic layabout, but he does rock a wicked handlebar mustache and, Boy, uh, howdy. He is a man who works just hard enough not to get fired, which I think we can all respect. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, was also, uh, another, like, horror fame. He was in the movie Rubber with the Killer Tire. Oh, yeah. He played the tire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know what? That's really it. Yeah, he doesn't really have a big role in this. It's just he's drunk in every scene. He's in a lot of other shit, too, but nothing really horror-related. Oh, also... Yeah. He was also in Desperate Housewives. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, I know this because you told me this. I don't. I didn't. I don't know who he is in Desperate Housewives. I don't know either. I just made that up. But he is in Desperate Housewives. Oh, he was the stunt cock. I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the guy that played uh, Punisher, uh, Thomas Jane. Yeah, there you go. Thomas Jane was stunt cock. In Hung. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he used a stunt cock in that. <laughs> All right, who's next, Tiger? Well, next we got Private Toffler, who uh, I don't remember his name, but he's the he's the shitty dude from Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Davis. Yeah, the guy who kind of fucks everybody else over by, like, not fighting a war when you're supposed to. Yeah, that's kind of a thing, huh? Yeah, and he kind of does that in this one, too. He's, he's just a bad soldier in, in every movie, I guess. Uh, so he is quiet, meek, a religious little bitch. And if you ask me, a born victim who cries at weddings and wets his pants. He was going to... This is another thing, too, when you're watching a movie. You know who's going to die. This guy's going to die. Oh, yeah. Like there's, It's like, maybe this guy will make it. Maybe that guy will make it. This guy's fucking dead meat. But it's almost... It's so... His, his like, impending doom is so overt that it's almost like uh, they're making a joke out of it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this dude is going to die, and you know it. Um... So that's that's his whole role. Uh, he was also, uh, let's see, I'm sorry, he was also in Twister as Lawrence. He was one of the one of the the ragtag guys. There. He was the tornado. Yeah, he was the tornado, and he's also going to be coming out in uh, the Black Phone as uh, Mr. Shaw, which is uh, Ethan Hawke's upcoming horror film. Oh, cool! I'll be sure to see that. Um, and then, last but not least, we have George and Martha. 
who are uh, reasonably suspicious Native American residents of Fort Spencer, and they are Wendigo enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah, they certainly are. Yeah. They know everything about the Wendigo. Yeah, they give you, they give you the legend. Kind of suspicious, don't you think? Yeah. I, I almost suspect George of being a little bit of a Wendigo himself, but he doesn't really come right out and, and say it. Are we not going to talk about Private Cleaves? Oh, I was hoping you were going to bring him up. Ah, oh, come on, man. Played by famed pro wrestler David Arquette. Yeah. You know, David Arquette gave me his uh, uh, jacket from The Tripper. Oh, good. Yeah, it was an onset. Uh, it actually says, like, The Tripper on it and has a presidential crest on there. That's cool. It's a windbreaker that, like, everyone on the cast wore. Yeah. What did it smell like? Like uh, uh, scream cereal bars. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Did it stain you red? <laughs> <laughs> Only on the inside. All right. So, Private Cleaves. He is a stoner burnout, a giggling jackass, a whoremonger, and if you ask me, a true American. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, it's almost like it's 1999, so, you know, David Arquette was not acting. Yeah, not not that much. No, it's like uh, Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just to be yourself. Yeah, yeah. In Arquette, I mean, he's got a really, really small role in this, but it's a good one. It's fucking great. David Arquette is horror royalty. Yeah, he kills it in this. Dude, think about all, all the fucking horror movies he's been in from, like, Bone Tomahawk, This, Scream, Eight-Legged Freaks, The Tripper. Like, dude, like, he's been in so much. And don't get me started on what he does inside the ring. Oh, man. Yep. It's pretty good. Honestly, dude. Dave, I've actually never seen the man wrestle. I'm, I, I'm completely bluffing here. Dude, I watched David Arquette's death match from about a year ago mm-hmm. where he almost, like, died. Really? Yeah, he, he took like, a... Eat, eat a bunch of thumbtacks? He took a neck breaker. Uh, so uh, the, the gentleman that he was wrestling... Set up a bunch of light tubes mm-hmm. between two chairs. That's a classic. And gave him a... Oh, David Arquette gave him a diamond cutter Oh, through it. But, of course, both people go through at the same time, right? Yeah, so they get all bloody. Uh, and the uh, wants to see. Just like Michael Myers in Halloween Kills, a big shred of the glass jammed into David Arquette's jugular, Ooh. and it just started spitting blood everywhere. So just like Brandon Reeves from Halloween Kills. <laughs> <laughs> A man died that day. Yeah, David Arquette almost died in a wrestling match. Yeah. Turns out he's seen the other side. And that's why he's so mysterious now. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's got that look in his eye. Oh, yeah? And that's why he's going to be absolutely amazing in Scream 5. You sure it's not the peyote? Uh, It could be. You know what? It's definitely the dream. I've seen that look in the eyes of a man that's slept with Courtney Cox, man. That's that's, uh, uh, She's Skeletor. She's kind of like Molly Shannon. Oh God! <laughs> she'll she'll murder your soul. Oh my with God! Her vagina. The fuck did Molly Shannon ever do? Allegedly, allegedly. Oh, oh. I, I don't want to make any bold statements. Yeah, here. all right. You've never heard that? No, uh, no. There's like a, a Hollywood rumor out there that uh, I shouldn't even say this on the air. What? Because I don't think it's actually true. Well, I don't okay. Think it's true. Let me let me preface this by saying I do not believe that this is a true story, but. Uh, for some time, there was a absurdly false rumor going around that Molly Shannon had allegedly, untruthingly, possibly murdered uh, an ex-husband or two with her vagina. Did you say or two? Allegedly. Is it toxic? I yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Oh God. Yeah, I can only assume. Imagine that'd be like licking Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't really know the ins and outs of the whole process, but I, I have Oh, heard... sex? <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one. Same way you walked into Molly Shannon's vagine. <laughs> it's like pulling the curtains apart on a fucking picture window. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a delicious Arby's beef and cheddar. <laughs> Well, like, I do, th- that shit back in the day was nuts. Remember Gwen Stefani had, like, a pint of semen pumped from her stomach? and I thought that was uh, Rod Stewart. <laughs> You're thinking of Billy Squire. Oh. Take me in your arms! <laughs> I don't believe that. Billy Squire's all man. All man. He's that's my what, that's what. That's what. <laughs> hey, wait man. a minute. No, shit. <laughs> that doesn't work. I'll tell you what, though. Billy Squire, he's got some stroke. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. When he says stroke me, he means it. Oh, he does. But I don't think he's not, you know, he's not like talking to me. He's so you. demanding about it, yeah, too. He's, he's talking to uh, women. S- stroke! <laughs> he's talking to all the attractive women out yeah, there. Yeah, all the ladies. Oh! Or maybe he's not. I don't know what he's into. Hey, you know what? And that's fine. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. You want to take a roll in the hay with Billy Squire? By all means. Do I? <laughs> oh, shit. You weren't asking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, you want to get into some plot here? Let's get into the plot. All right. So our film opens with a quote or two. Yeah. What was that first one? This is a, this is a famous Nietzsche quote. Oh, that's right. Which one of the funnier things about this is they actually spell uh, Nietzsche's name wrong. Really? Yeah. It is misspelled. They forgot the Z. That's funny. Um, but the quote is, he that fights with monsters should look to it that he himself does not become a monster. Uh, this is this is used in a lot of things. It's paraphrased sometimes, but I think they also use this in... Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Didn't they? It's, there's also... it's He it's, who makes a beast out of himself gets rid of the fear of being a man? Something like that. Yeah. Well, there's also, like, he who stares into the abyss should uh, be cautious that the abyss stares back, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. As Nietzsche, he's a cryptic man. Well, this is a backcountry. Possible Nazi. You know? Possible. <laughs> Possible him and Reich. Well, no, he wasn't a Nazi. He inspired the Nazis, I think. That's his, uh, that's the Ubermensch. He didn't mean to. Well, what did he write? He wrote the Ubermensch and the Antichrist and yeah, uh, the spoke Zarathustra. Uh, All kinds of interesting. Can stuff. I do the next quote? A lot of nihilism there. Yes, you can. Eat me. Oh, oh. And who said that one? Bart Simpson. There you go. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's that anonymous. Eat, eat me shorts. <laughs> eat me shorts. <laughs> British Bart Simpson. <laughs> oh, eat me shorts. Bartholomew Simpsonsbury. <laughs> Eat me shorts, governor. <laughs> All right. All right, then. All right, so, so anyway, roll we, the footage. Yeah, we start off, this is uh, approximately like 1848, I think. This is during the Mexican-American War. Yep. Our main man, uh, Boyd, I think he's a private at this point, uh, but he is eating a, a victory dinner. Yeah, and he was presented a medal he was because a medal. he's a a war uh, a war, war hero. War hero, yes. Yeah. He, uh, he's he's staring into this big bloody steak and contemplating his immediate past. Um, he decides he has to run out of the room and puke. And just as he's vomiting, this is where we get the title screen. Yep, and it's awesome. And then oh, the, it's uh, so good. The music kicks in. We get that nice kind of uh, like dated soundtrack. Weird synth. Weird synth and a weird time signature. Yeah. And this is actually one of the cooler things about this movie is that the soundtrack is done by uh, Damon Alburn. Yeah? Of Blur and Gorillaz fame. Turns out he's got some classical pedigree. What? Yeah. That's 
awesome. Really interesting soundtrack. Dude, that's so awesome. I have to say, one of my favorite things about this movie is the soundtrack. Oh, that fucking, like you mentioned before, it was Benny Hill music. It's just so weird and eclectic, but it's like, it, but it's, it works for the period and for the subject matter. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it really, it really did work. Um, so Boyd's puking. He's, uh, he's going on a one-way trip to Fort Spencer. He's been promoted. Uh, his superior officer basically says, Boyd, you fucked up. But you did well at the same time. We should we should shoot you, but we're going to promote you. Yeah, uh, because you you single handedly captured the enemy command through cowardice, and we'll explain exactly what he went through in a yep. minute. Um, but he's like, it would set a bad precedent if we executed you. So instead, we're giving you this shitty backhanded promotion to a remote fort. In Northern California, where everything sucks, and we're just, we're just getting rid of you. <laughs> everything sucks. Yeah, so he yeah. he goes on his long trek up north um, and ends up uh, in remote Fort Spencer, yeah. where he meets, uh, I don't know how to say this any other way, pedophile Jeffrey Jones. Oh, God. <laughs> who plays Colonel Hart. Oh, God. Dude, Jeffrey Jones is so, like, appealing here, and he's so good to watch. He's such a good actor. He's so... Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much, man. It upsets me that his hubris led to uh, overindulging in child pornography. Yeah. But he, he really is a good actor. He's Yeah, he plays this role well. It's not... Okay, I don't want to give the man too many compliments. I know, a, I know. Because he's a sex criminal. Well, it's but, like... It's like fucking well it's like roman polanski you know like like no matter what good he did the guy was still a fucking pedophile the man made chinatown god see there you you fucking go greg god damn it you know what he's uh, not oh the ninth gate oh yeah that one yeah christopher lee couldn't save that fucking movie the cinematic equivalency of statutory rape (laughs) 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 the ninth gate (laughs) Oh god. What a piece of crap. So anyway, he meets uh he meets with Colonel Hart, who loves walnuts and child pornography, and introduces him to the rest of our cast. Oh, ragtag group here, Ben. Yeah, they're all great. We just we just described all of them a minute ago, but we've got uh Private Reich, Major Knox, Private Toffler, Private. Oh, well, real quick, they they do this fun cutscene where every time he says somebody, like it cuts to like the character it shows him doing something signature. Yeah, and it's it's literally David Arquette like smoking out of a peace pipe, just, all just high, laughing giggling. at everything. The best one is Reich. Reich is the best. He's like he's our soldier. Yeah, and it's Reich like waist deep in ice water, shirtless, and he's just flexing and screaming in like a mountain river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, just screaming at the top of his lungs, veins bulging. Just yeah, naked in a freezing stream. It's, it's amazing. Honestly, I thought that was fucking awesome. It's all you need to know about his character. And I think he says right after that, like, yeah, you best steer clear of him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because he's a madman. But he's he's our badass of the film. Yeah. Um, so uh, they all are, are cast all sit down for dinner uh, where Toffler starts to pray, but nobody gives a shit. And, uh, <laughs> I do love that. It becomes immediately obvious that both Cleves and George are super high. Yep. They're, just, they're <laughs> laughing at each other. We've all been there. You're at a family dinner, and you look across the table, and you you just start giggling. And oh, fucking, my God, man. Everyone's wondering, was... what's up with these guys? You're ruining Thanksgiving. Yep. I was I was one of those. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is where uh, Boyd recalls his war experience. Yeah. Um, in which he, he captured the enemy command, sure enough, but he did it through cowardice. Yeah. Um, he played dead. Yeah. After finding himself overwhelmed by the carnage of battle... Uh, he lies down, he plays dead, and ends up buried in a big pile of bodies. Mm-hmm. 
um, while he's laying there, I think it's like someone's blood kind of pours into his mouth or he, he swallows some blood. Yeah. And uh, basically becomes super powerful and fucking leaps out of this pile yep. and just destroys. He fucking Hulk smashes through everybody until he gets to uh, a command post, pops out his pistol and just captures everybody. Yeah. And this is why he's been promoted because he did something good, but he did it by... You know, playing dead. So not not such a great way to start that off. I mean, it works for bears. It'll work on the Spanish. I mean, it's kind of strategic, really. Like, why don't people do this in every battle? Yeah, right. It seems to work. Yeah. They didn't even believe in checking for a pulse. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody is ever in a war, if you're listening, this is my expert advice. Number one, play dead. Number two, eat someone. Eat someone. Yeah. Yeah. Num- you get super powerful. And then really, I don't even need a number three because... Your your <laughs> your animal instinct will take over from there. We'll yep. just just see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. Basically you'll be ravenous. Ah. Well. You might live, you might die, but you're gonna take someone with you, I'm sure. Someone's gonna get bit. By the way, to our uh, our listeners right now, I really have to point out that Greg has a sparkle in his eye that I haven't seen in a long time. I love this movie so much. Yeah, you are so I'm I, I'm just sitting here relaxing, man. This might be the only movie we've ever done that I actually like. I don't believe that for kidding. a fucking second. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know how much you love the derelicts. Yep. So, uh, you know, we should be doing that. That's a real uh, that's a real Thanksgiving month movie. Hey, you know what? Go back to episode 369. Check out the derelicts. Probably our best episode. I believe it was 42069. 42069. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, where were we in the, in the plot? We've got Cleves and George. Uh... They're sent off to get supplies in a, a nearby, whatever the closest fucking fort is. I don't know if it's like Denver, <laughs> wherever the hell they're going. <laughs> They'll be gone for three days. Yeah, they're going to be gone for a little bit. They're going off to get supplies. And uh, Hart basically tells him, stay away from the local weed and the women. Yeah. Because he knows what Cleves and George like to get up to when they're, when it's boys' night out. Yeah, but if there's any kids, send them my way. We're <laughs> <Right? laughs> <laughs> back a, a couple of six-year-olds in a sack. <laughs> hey, you like Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Give me some of those kids. Yeah, the usual. You know what I like. Yeah, you, you gave him to Michael Jackson. He did Thriller. I'm <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, and I like children. <laughs> they had to cut that part. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few deleted scenes in this movie, and that was one of them. However, he does say to Boyd... Uh, the illustrious boy. Uh, Bo- ma- Did you say boy? <laughs> he is boy. <laughs> hey, boy. Oh, Boyd. Oh, now you got me all excited. He, he tells our illustrious Major Knox, or he says illustrious Major Knox has uh, some very fine bourbon. He passed out uh, just about now, so let's go steal that. Yeah, yeah. So they steal the bourbon. This is actually a deleted scene where uh, there's a lot of dialogue here, and there's also a bit of a flashback, and it talks about why Hart is at this post because from what we gather it is is that he's a really good man uh he's a, he's a good man you know whatever like he's got his shit together why is he at this shithole why is he at this place where it's almost like uh uh the the land of like misfit toys or whatever uh like and he explains that he had a uh a love affair in the uh in the army oh, that was really yeah that was uh really frowned upon uh, and that's why he ended up here so if you were to ever do anything along those lines uh it quick would question. just yes did they cut this because it was a little too close to home no it was just that he was gay oh yeah no he uh yeah he so but he was so good at his job and everything that they they just like kind of like so he opened he kind of opened up to boyd and he's like i'm not shy about it 
you know, whatever. But they cut that from the movie because of time. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, it was more dialogue, and uh, the director I for- already forgot her name. Uh, she just that'd be Antonia Bird. Yeah, she she just wanted it uh, to to get to action. Yeah, yeah, I which mean, is fair enough. Yeah, which is coming up here pretty soon. I don't mind a little backstory on uh, on her characters here, but I, I can see why she would cut that. Yeah, there was that, and then there was another scene right before this where uh, it's Reich. Reich is outside, uh, and it was it was a cool shot. I watched a little bit of it. It was a cool shot of, like, Reich. And they're like, Reich, why were you here? And he was like, oh, I was gay with Major Hart. <laughs> <laughs> they don't explain why he's there, but you kind of get an idea. It's because he's very combustible, and he's kind of hard to be around. And it's him, like, literally, like, having a conversation with everybody and then pulling his pistol out and shooting right over top of their heads, between heads, uh, at random targets around the place, which are, just, which are just bottles. Yeah, so he's just like a psychopath. He's a psychopath, but he's really good at soldiering. So. He's that guy like that you drink with that is like really cool, and then uh, like a guy that like makes his own bullets. Yeah, uh, but and all then, of a like, sudden he's challenging you to like a push-up contest. For no yeah, reason. yes, yes, yeah. yeah, one of those guys, and then like we'll pull a gun out and then like show you it and stuff, and then yeah. hold it to his head and go, "I'll fucking pull the trigger," yeah. and then stare at you and then go, <laughs> he's like, "Feel my stomach." No, seriously. Do do it, do yeah, it. Punch, punch me in the stomach. Yeah, Come on, man. Like, dude, I really don't want to hit you. Yeah, He's like, do like, oh, it. Oh, dude, oh, oh, man. Oh. I'm, I'm here on vacation. All of a sudden, he's screaming at you like Sam Kinison. Yeah. <laughs> ah, do it! <laughs> yeah, we all know one of those guys. Yeah, we do. Uh, so, yeah, um, while Boyd and Hart are enjoying some of Knox's liquor, uh, they take a moment to verbally abuse Toffler. They tell him, go outside and get us some ice, you little bitch. Yep. And he's like, okay, I guess, okay. I guess I could do that. Okay. Uh, but they are immediately startled by Greg. Calhoun. Oh, oh I was going to oh. say. Oh. Rory Calhoun. Yeah, kinda, the upright. <laughs> the upright. The upright and amazing. <laughs> Calhoun, uh, who has stumbled into the fort, frostbitten and starving, with a harrowing tale to tell. Oh, boy. And they grab him. They drag him in. They un- undress him. They get a, a jacuzzi going for him. Oh, yeah. They rub all his muscles. Yeah, they get his blood pumping. Yeah, Colonel Hart's uh, trying to stay above the waist, but he's having trouble. He yeah. is. He is. He's a, a man of talent. Yeah. So uh, this man, Calhoun, he's been starving and surviving for three months uh, after his party got stuck and stranded in the mountains. Um, and this is actually, I kind of like this backstory. Because I love this backstory. They, they more or less tried to mirror uh, the tale of the Donner Party as much yeah, as Yeah, but with six here. people. Yeah, but it's essentially the same idea. Um, he says, my companions, uh, I believe they were named McCready, Janice, and Ives. Ives. Uh, Colonel Ives. Uh, um, a dreadful man, Colonel Ives. Yes. Uh, their, their company basically did what the Donner Party did, uh, which is to say that they fucked up. They uh, they departed a little bit late. They uh, they decided to to cross the Sierra Nevadas starting in late April, which and they took literally the worst fucking. We all route. know you don't do, and that's what the Donners did. Also, they took a they took a difficult untread route. Yep, uh, got stuck in the Sierra Nevadas. They got got stuck in a cave uh, trying to wait out a storm, and just kind of had to wait and ended up eating each other. Oh, boy, howdy, did they. And you know what happens when you eat each other? You become ravenous. Someone becomes a Wendigo. Yeah. And I'll give you one guess who it was. It was Rory Calhoun. Yep, it was Rory Calhoun. Yep. Well, we don't 
know that yet. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything bad about Rory Calhoun. I love kind of, Rory Calhoun. You know. No, so uh, I, this backstory is great, and it's all about how uh, one after another are getting picked off left and right, and they're being eaten. And he looked at because uh, it was a, a woman that was left over. And Colonel Ives. That would be Mrs. McCready. Mrs. McCready, thank you. And he knew that in that company that he was going to be next, so he escaped uh, and then stumbled upon this fort. Yes. And he said, it's, it's by pure providence that I arrived here. Yep. He had and no idea where he was going. He just he just split and ended up at this fort. And that's where Hart uh, says, is she still there? Is she still alive? And uh, that's where old, old Scott here is just like, oh, last I knew she was still alive, all right? Uh, and uh, that's where Jeffrey Jones is just like, all right, man, we got a job to do. Let's her, do it. It's her job. It's their job. So, so they have a three-day uh, trek. Everyone gets their shit together to embark on a dangerous trek and go save Ms. McCready from Ives. Yep. Um, so they're out. They're, they're trudging across the mountains. We get some really good landscape shots here. I like that. Good stuff. Great really soundtrack. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, of note is uh, while they're camping, uh, we get probably some of the one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. I have to <laughs> say, but um, I don't want to get ahead of myself because before before they camp for the night, I think this is like the second night that they're out there. Uh, Toffler, everyone's favorite idiot, uh, basically eats shit, falls down a mountain, and stabs himself. <laughs> um, and then I'm just going to come right out and say it. He gets sleep licked by sick man Calhoun. Yes. Yeah. And yes. This is, I mean, easily the best line ever. I'm going to let you do it. He was licking me! <laughs> it's so good. Um, this in, in a matter of just a minute or two, we get three of the best lines in the fucking movie. Uh, one of them is just him screaming the words, Bourbon now! <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's laying in this tent in pain. He just wants to drink his pain away. I think I'll take that bourbon now. <laughs> yeah, and he's just freaking out. But he wakes up in the middle of the night with uh, with Calhoun's mouth on his side wound. Mm, just... Uh, Naturally, everyone's alarmed by this. <laughs> they rip Calhoun out of the tent. They're they're all just going, "What the fuck are you doing? What's happening?" And uh, in response to this, our man Toffler says, "What? I oh I bourbon now? No, no. He was licking me. I don't fucking. What do you want? You're a sick man. Sick man. Damn it. That's what it was. Sick man sick, outside. Sick man outside. Sick man outside. <laughs> Which is that's probably my favorite line out of any movie ever. I have to say, sick man outside. Just, just a man screaming that. He's so panicked. He's so freaked out. It, it's incredible. He was licking me. I love it. So Calhoun agrees to be restrained because uh, he knows that he can't. Can be just trusted. imagine that. Just like. I mean, at the same time, though, you're you're surrounded by a bunch of guys. It's probably been a while since you've gotten it with a woman, and you're looking at that gash on his ribs, and it just looks like a menstruating pussy. I feel like this is kind of a metaphor, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? And you're just like, man, I haven't had one of these in a while. Well, I mean, what, what would really be worse here? He's he's licking his wound, but what if he woke up and he was just, just sucking his dick? <laughs> He was sucking. <laughs> Don't stop yet. <laughs> no, 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 no! Pull him off me. <laughs> He's not done. He's not done. Sick man. Sick man. <laughs> hey, Greg, I'll take that bourbon now. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, he he basically, I think he's acting here. Like he knows. He knows what he's about to oh, do. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Restrain me. I can't be trusted. I had a nightmare, you know, after everything I did in that cave. Trust me. What I did in that cave, 
way worse than just sucking this guy's dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they tie him up. They do another, I don't know, like another day's hike. Mm-hmm. And they come to the cave. Um, they send uh, Reich and Boyd inside. Yeah, our two virile young men. I mean, obviously you're going to send Reich in. He's a he's a fucking lunatic. He's your front line, man. Uh, but Hart basically says, I need an officer in there, Boyd, so it's going to have to be you because... I'm staying out here where all the boys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go inside. and this, Accordance this is awesome. to Megan's law, I can't go in that cave. <laughs> right. Here, can you take this note with you? <laughs> Give it to the residents. <laughs> oh, so, shit on a shingle. So they go inside, and this is great. They, they walk, you know, they descend into like a rocky cave interior. It's, you really get a sense of how deep this cave is. Oh, just like those sweet, sweet girls from The Descent. And when you, just when you think they've gone in, like, they got to find something, they just see a hole in the ground. Yeah, a hole. It, with a rope going down it. And naturally, Reich is like, yeah, what else am I going to do? I'm going to jump down this fucking hole and see what's in there. Because he's all man. Because he's fucking amazing. He's mm-hmm. the Ubermensch. He fucking, he, he climbs down this rope like he's in fucking gym class, starts looking around with his lantern. I mean, keep in mind, this is a cave. So he can't see shit without a lantern. It's That's very true. Black. That's very true. Yeah. And what does he find? Oh, a bunch of skeletons. Five, five skeletons, skeletons. To be exact. One, and, two, three, four, five. And they realize that- Hey, Boyd, how many did he say were down here? Oh, four. Oh, there's five. Oh, oh shit, we gotta get out of this cave. Oh, I mean, we gotta <laughs> to get out of this cave. I think we gotta go. I think I tattooed it on myself. It says, oh, we gotta get out of this cave. <laughs> He's looking in a mirror. Uh, so they meanwhile, realize, while this is going on, uh, Calhoun's outside, just freaking the fuck out, and he starts digging like the way my dog would dig in sand. Yeah, like a lunatic. He's hidden something, and I kind of wonder, like, did you have to bury this? Could you just like put it behind a rock or something? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. I like that they buried it because it showed how animalistic he is, and it kind of creates suspense because you wonder, like, what what's going on? What's he doing? I thought he was okay. So, remember when the first time I watched this movie, I'm like, "Is he gonna straight up dig a hole like a mole man and like hide in it?" <laughs> no, he's gonna dig a hole underground into the cave where. Reich That's is. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I actually thought that too. I'm like, he's doing it right in front of Jeffrey Jones and, and this other suck guy. His dick. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the cave stays in the cave. Ah, come here. But no, it turns out. Uh, He's digging up a knife, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Turns out that's even cooler. That is so cool. Um, it's it's become obvious that his story does not match up with what actually happened. Nope. So Reich and Boyd are freaking out. They're running out of the cave, but naturally that takes them a while because they're way down in there. Way uh, down. So the jig is up, but this gives Calhoun plenty of time to murder everyone. Oh my god! Get out of there! He fucking stabs the shit out of heart. He stabs uh, Jeffrey Jones right, right right in the ass, right in his black pedophilic heart. Uh, he shoots George. George gets an undignified death. Yeah, that kind of bummed me out. Yeah, and then he's just done. He's just out of the movie forever now. Yeah. And then this is where the Benny Hill theme kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> we get some very, like, I want to say, I want to call it inappropriate music, but it's amazing. It's so it's fucking so funny. cool. It's, it's, like, it's like a mix of Deliverance and Benny Hill. It's like corny vaudeville chase music. Wow. Right? Yeah, kind of. Um, And he, he looks at... Toffler, who obviously we know Toffler's not going to put up any kind of fight. Toffler's shitting in his britches. And he just goes, run. Yeah. And, and that face you just made, you are literally Robert Carlyle. And uh, Toffler 
shits his pants, and just kind of starts scrambling off into the woods. But he gets bored. No, he gets fucking bored. <laughs> he gets bored he's, right away. He's not get far. Um, meanwhile, uh, Reich and Boyd are they're they're trying to chase after them. They're, they're trying to get Calhoun because they know that he's yeah he's a cannibal now. Oh yeah yeah. Um, they find him basically gutting Toffler. Yeah, and he he runs away. He runs over to a cliff where they confront him. Uh, Reich, uh, I think, attempts to shoot at him or something, but he gets knifed in the chest. Oh, he had a knife thrown at his chest. Yeah, he catches yeah. it right in the fucking heart, and then he falls off the cliff, and uh, Boyd shoots Calhoun. But this is one of the creepier parts of the movie, where uh, he falls down. And Undertaker sits up. He Yeah, he just rises. Yep. Like, it is intense, with a fucking wide-eyed stare, and like a bloody mouth, and just this creepy fucking look on his face. It's amazing. That is literally like a coke-filled rage. And Boyd is naturally freaked the fuck out. You'd here. think this was Florida with bath salts. He is faced with maniac cannibal Calhoun in front of him and a just a bottomless pit behind him, like a cliff. So what does he choose? He takes the cliff. He turns and he jumps because it's kind of in his nature. Oh, to run. To, to run. Yeah. To take, take the coward's choice. Because so, uh, if he plays dead, Calhoun's just going to eat him. <laughs> if he plays dead, he's going to get his dick sucked. <laughs> I don't know if he really thought this one through. Uh, if he gets hard, I know he's alive. But he <laughs> still got some blood pumping. Well, this might be rigor mortis. I better go harder. But <laughs> he jumps He jumps off the cliff. And again, like black comedy that this film is. He, he goes the cliff and he lands on Reich. Yeah, but he goes full Chris Farley at this moment. Yeah, and they both start tumbling down the hill together. And uh, they, This is literally like Princess Bride. This is fucking Chris Farley. This is yeah. every fucking roll down a just fucking hill. Ass over tea kettle. Yep. Falling down this hill. And they end up in yet another cave. Yep. Falls into a cave. Uh, he lands first and then Reich kind of lands upside down hanging by his foot next to him. And grabs him by his throat. I don't. I never really got this part, and I think it's just Reich's crazy ubermensch survival instinct. It's nerves. Yeah, he just grabs him by the neck and starts choking him. If my dying wishes, I just want to kill one more I, time. I just have to murder somebody. <laughs> I just gotta. I couldn't kill Calhoun, so I'm gonna kill Boyd. Yeah, so it doesn't last super long. But he. You know what? They both have long hair. They both have facial hair. I'll just kill. Yeah, maybe he just confused the two. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, suck my dick. <laughs> he's choking up. Let's do he's, this. He's hard. Oh, it's, oh, it's, I, I strangle you. Hey, is this Drake? So anyway, um, Boyd ends up kind of hanging out in this cave for a while. Oh, boy, does he ever. It's like a month. Uh, it's literally a day. You No, you see the phases of the moon pass. Like It's, he, a, it's a couple days, Greg. He's in here for a while. I think he's in here for a while. He's not there for a fucking month. It's a month. It's two months. It's not a month. It's like six months that he's in this it's cave. It's not a It's like a couple days. So he gets so hungry after not eating for like eight to nine months. You're dumb. And he decides to eat Reich in order to heal all of his broken bones. He wouldn't, he, he would, Reich wouldn't even be, there wouldn't be meat left. The raccoons would have got him. Nah, raccoons don't go in caves. But they live in trees. All right, I think. I I mean, I, yeah, yeah, in garbage cans. I'm not an herbologist. <laughs> I'm not an entomologist. I don't know what fucking raccoons do. What's a raccoon again? I think it's a big bug. Ah, yeah. All right. Um. So anyway, point being, he eats Reich. Yeah. 
But it takes him a while. He waits a little bit. He yeah. doesn't want to eat him at first, but he realized, I got all these broken bones. I'm never getting out of this fucking hole. Yeah, he looked at those eye-topsy of Jane Doe blue eyes of his. Yeah. He's and going, said, I just have to eat you. God, you look delicious. <laughs> I have to draw you. He says exactly what I say whenever I look at Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to eat you. Keanu Reeves' brother. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, well, how about, we'll call it 15 days. He, he, sure, He Greg. emerges from the cave. It's never really clear. And he, he takes the long walk back to Fort Spencer. I took the long way home. Where he tries to talk to Martha about how to stop being a Wendigo. And he, she's just like, all right, she's like, kill yourself. She's like, you're fucked. Kill yourself. The only way to stop eating fucking people, you're just going to have to die, bitch. Yep. And he's like, oh, thanks a lot, Martha. I thought you had some kind of herb or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God. Can't you, like, do a dance and, like, cure me? Like, what the... You why? live in a fucking teepee. How do you... How could you help me? Yeah, like, blow some smoke in my face. Like, get rid of this fucking Wendigo thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm tired of it. Even though he ate a man, like, a day earlier. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's still all fucking hopped up on, like, human flesh. That's another thing I'm just gonna have to fucking give up to this goddamn movie and why I love it so much. Is that in 99, uh, 97, 98, 99, they were experimenting with a lot of bad CGI. And I'm so glad they didn't, like, CGI their mouths to, like, rah, like all, like, elongated. No, they do it perfectly. These yeah. Are, these are just feral men. Yeah. And seriously, anyone who hasn't seen this movie, like, Robert Carlyle plays the perfect, just feral madman. Yes. You, you don't get better than this. No. I am, I'm saying that definitively right now. Carlisle, best cannibal in all film. Be- he's fucking great. Undisputed. Absolutely great. Can't beat him. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Robert Carlisle, shortly after, Colonel Ives arrives with a rescue party who say that they were unable to locate both the cave and the bodies. They, they went out, they did a quick search while Boyd was hiding in his cave. Like I said, it's been like fucking two years that he was in that thing. <laughs> uh, so these guys have already searched the mountainside. They've already looked everywhere. Now, when you say Colonel Ives, who are you referring to, Greg? Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. And by get to that, I mean right now. Boyd <laughs> insists that Ives is Calhoun. Yes. Boyd is the only one that recognizes him. And, of course, Calhoun slash Ives recognizes Boyd, who he yeah. thought was dead. Um, but rather than, uh, you know give himself away, he decides to just kind of fuck with him a little bit. Oh, does he ever? Yeah. Um, Boyd tells the rest of the the search party, he says, uh, this man, I shot this man. So let's check out his shoulder. You, like, you'll see his wound, and you'll know that like, we have interacted in the past. Mm-hmm. He's the cannibal that I told you about. I told you the whole story. You didn't believe me, but this is the guy. He's an so, imposter. Yeah, so that Michael Ironside-looking guy is just like, show us your shoulder. Yeah. And it's so, kind of funny, because he, he, uh, Ives is tricky. So he pulls off his uh, his coat and he makes a big production about it, and uh, the uh, the Ironside guy is just like, "No, nah, man, other shoulder. You know what I'm talking about." Stop yeah, come on, come on, man. And he's like, oh, <laughs> "Okay, okay, I fucked that up." <laughs> and then he shows him his other shoulder. There's no wound. Clearly, the Wendigo curse is uh, is doing its magic. Mm-hmm. You know, he's healing quickly. Yep, just Boyd, like Wolverine. Boyd should have known better because he he ate Reich solely for the purpose of healing quickly. So he should have known that this man wasn't going to have a, a bullet wound on him anymore, right? Yeah, would have made sense. But you know, he's all, you know, he's all ravaged and mixed up, angry, and yeah. you know, he's losing his mind at this point. He's been through a quite a couple of years. Here. He's been through. It's some been a stuff. rough decade that he spent in that cave. 
So <laughs> his mind and, and life will never be the same. It's 1960 at this point. Look at Ive shows up dressed like Austin Powers. <laughs> I just got back from Woodstock, baby. <laughs> and needless to say, Major Knox is no help because he's a big old fuck-up alcoholic and uh, he clearly doesn't read enough scientific journals to be able to diagnose what's going on with, uh, <laughs> nope, nope. with Ives. So uh, <laughs> they, they decide to have a, uh, a communal dinner where Ives takes the opportunity to taunt Boyd, asking him why he doesn't eat any meat. Yeah. Oh, so, no, maybe you only do it as a last resort. You know, he's just kind of prodding at him, kind of being like, yeah, you know who I am. I know who you are, but nobody else fucking yeah, sees Yeah, you sees totally this. ate that German guy, didn't you? <laughs> right? You totally ate that Nazi. And he was probably fucking tough as a good soldier <laughs> ought to be. Um, so, yeah, uh, Boyd is, is just losing his mind. Um, he starts daydreaming about eating cleaves. He's staring out David the window. David Arquette. Yep. Yep. Uh, and eventually he just kind of loses his shit. He attacks Ives, gets himself arrested. And uh, gets thrown in a uh, a cell. The brig. It's it's basically the brig. The brig. Fort Spencer. Yeah. Meanwhile, the bodies are predictably piling up outside. The bodies hit the floor. They're hitting the floor. They're on the ceiling. They're on the the roof. I think Cleves is actually on the roof. Cleves is on the roof. Um, It would have been fun to see David Arquette get killed, but I guess we already saw him get killed in that daydream. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we did see him get killed. Yeah. Um, So anyway... uh, they send Martha out to go get the authorities from Denver. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> from the next town over. They're like, hey, go get, go get the general. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have to do something about Boyd because he's, he's lost his mind. He's eating people. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to be our fall guy. Yep. Um, and this is about the time where we find out. Big old spoiler here. I don't know. Should I, should I give this away? Jeffrey Jones is alive. There and still is. fucking yes. children. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is actually one of the uh one of the more interesting parts about the film there's a really nice moment of foreshadowing earlier yeah when, uh, when calhoun stabs uh pedophile jeffrey jones in front of the cave yes he he is over top of him and as he's talking to uh who's the uh the 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 wuss uh toffler toffler he's talking to toffler kind of taunting him whatever and as this is going on uh calhoun takes his coat off and gently gingerly places it over hart who's jeffrey jones and kind of like gives a little pat yeah yeah and it's very subtle it's very quick i remember being a little i don't remember that the first time i watched it but watching it again i was a little like huh yeah when you when you know what's coming later it's like oh okay this is a nice little piece of foreshadowing yeah, I, I like. Is he trying to just keep his meat fresh? That uh, that Antonia Bird, you know, really knows what she's doing. She honestly, dude, she does. Yeah. So, yeah. so now we've got uh, got the reveal that Hart is still alive and he is working with Ives. Yeah, they're gonna be a, a nice little cannibal family. Possible pedophiles, we don't know yet, but they're they're gonna work together. <laughs> um, they have big plans to uh, to live as a little community. I love where he, I, I do love this so much because like uh, Jeffrey Jones explains that being a cannibal can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. little joke there. 
No, it's a, you want company. We're going to bring them into the pact. So it's going to be the three of them, just a couple pals palling around. Well, their plan is uh, once the weather gets nicer, come you know March, April, yep. there's going to be all kinds of gold-seeking pilgrims coming oh. through these mountains. And every one of them is going to have to stop in Fort Spencer. And they're going to be selective on who they kill. Yes. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Michael, McD- uh, uh, Michael McDowell uh, from that Tales of the Crypt episode where he's selective on who he kills. He's a vampire. Okay. He's selective on who he kills because he's taking a he's taking a bite out of crime. I was going to say it's more like Jeffrey Jones only taking photographs of the vulnerable children. <laughs> <laughs> only the ones that'll take the candy. Uh, too far? Fuck you, Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Way to fucking ruin my childhood, you dick. I hope you're still in jail. You you're a Beetlejuice. Is, Beetlejuice is literally one of my favorite fucking movies. I mean, it is great. And is every really time great. I watch it, I go, God damn it, Jeffrey Jones. Why? Why? I mean, that's not my fault. It might be. It's Jeff's fault. No, it's... <laughs> Jeff fucked up, not Greg. Imagine just like in the end. I, I look at little kids because of Greg Sobchak. He lives in <laughs> Buffalo, New York. He made me do it. He's so little and fuckable. I just, uh, <laughs> oh, I can't have him. I must have a six-year-old <laughs> <laughs> to appease my hunger. So anyway, uh, this is kind of a clever. This is kind of a clever part too, where Ives uses cannibalism as a metaphor for American expansion. Yes, um, he 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 says it's manifest destiny. You know. What does he say? Manifest destiny, westward expansion. Yeah. He's, he, what he's talking about is the um, the expansion of the American borders. It's a big metaphor for like consumerism, consumption. It's all very obvious. It's not like a real like deep metaphor, uh, but they throw it in there, you know, just to, just to make a little joke. I guess it's cool. Whatever. Yeah, I, I dug it. I um, dug it. So we we get we get past that bullshit, and we've got I've stabbing Boyd. Oh just, hell yeah! You know. Um, basically just to convince him. He's like, you know what? If you're not going to do this willingly, I'm going to kill you. Yep. So he stabs him basically saying, if you don't eat this stew made out of Major Knox, you're going to die. Grounds control to Major Knox. And I think at this point, Boyd is motivated entirely by revenge. Like, he doesn't care oh, about anything Oh, no. Else. He just, he's like, you know what? I got to eat because if I don't eat, I will die. And if I die, I can't get revenge, so I better eat so I could kill both these motherfuckers. He's already accepted the fact that he's done. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he knows he's a wendigo. He knows he's a he's just fucked. But yeah. he's like, I gotta take these guys down. Otherwise, they're gonna eat all kinds of people. Gotta take them down. So uh, he eats the stew to save himself. Yep. Um, and the only thing I could think is, did they put the dick and balls in there? I mean, wouldn't you? Probably, right? Yeah, it's spongy. Like stew, you probably just make everything. Yeah. You know, just put it all, just let it let it simmer. Either that, or they made the, the aforementioned uh, Major Knox glizzies. <laughs> they, they ground up the cockles, and uh, yeah, just, just made made some sausage lips. out of it. I saved his lips and asshole <laughs> for his, her glizzies. His lips, his toes, and his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just they're pounding down Major Knox fucking hot dogs. Um, well, I guess Knox and Cleves, right? Yeah. Well, why not throw them all in there? Yeah, throw them. Yeah, I throw them all in. Hey, why not? And he eats just enough to uh, to keep himself alive. Yep. Funny thing here too, I, as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the characters, uh, Guy Pierce was a vegetarian. I think continues to be to this day. Yeah. So they, he was actually he was chewing on this meat and then spitting it out in between takes. Well, that's like uh, uh, Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. 
every time they showed him uh, chewing a steak, he would always wipe his mouth into a paper towel, and that was him putting the meat in his mouth in the paper towel. You mean he actually wasn't eating all the steak? No, he wasn't eating all the steak. He was chewing it up and putting it in the paper towel. I bet he could still throw a football over the mountains, though. <laughs> That's what you think. Maybe maybe if he ate Napoleon, he could throw a football <laughs> over the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Though? He would eat Napoleon and just be like depressed he's just pounding footballs uh. across, throwing, <laughs> throwing them two states over <laughs> incredible that's the movie i want to see so anyway yeah. right about now this is where this is where hart shows remorse um he basically begs boyd to kill him he says i can't live like this you know and on second thought i don't want to be a fucking cannibal you know this is, that's weird i want to eat people. i've had enough of these fucking sausages made out of dicks and toes these glizzies yeah and uh He's like, you know what, Boyd, just take me out. If Boyd admits to him, you know what, I'm done, but I'm going to go kill Ives, just so you know. Free me. Like, let me out of these shackles so I can go do that. And yeah. uh, Hart says, okay, do it, but you got to do me a favor. Kill me first. Make it quick. Which, by the way, he Guy, Guy Pierce does not make it quick. Quick is take the knife at the base of the skull, yeah. shove it upward so it severs the spinal column and into the brain. Yeah. That's an instant fucking death. That's a warrior's death. He gets him in like Instead, the fucking kidney. <laughs> he, no, he slices his throat. So you got to deal with laying there and having your fucking neck bleed out. Yeah, I think he kicks him in the nuts like three times, too, like while he's still alive. <laughs> Slowly slices his throat. That's for all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and here's to you, sucking my dick. Yeah, fuck you, Jeffrey Jones. What's in the bowl, bitch? So he's dead, and now all we've got is a uh, showdown, mano a mano, between Boyd and Ives. Windigo to Windigo. Cannibal... E cannibal. Yep. So you know someone's getting eaten. This is seriously, like, this whole fucking scene, I'm waiting for, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone to pop out and start singing a song. <laughs> it is a great fight scene. They're, it uh, is, oh, they so good. They stab each other, like, several times. Oh, um, yeah. I think Boyd hits Ives in the head with a log a couple of yes, times. Yes, and then uh, a roof collapses on Ives. There's fucking headbutts everywhere. Like, they are beating the fuck out of each Dude, other. Dude, this fight scene was fucking, it was, like, it was almost up there with, like, the They Live fight scene. And you know what the great thing about it is? Huh. It was completely choreographed, like, on the spot by Carlisle and Pierce. That makes it so much better. In the original script, this was supposed to take place, like, at night on a rooftop. Yeah. It was supposed to be this big, epic, like, showdown, you know, like, silhouetted and everything. Yeah. But they were like, you know what? Fuck that. We're just gonna, we're gonna make it raw. Dude, and it's so much it better. It was this so way. good, and, and like there was parts where they're like running into other like buildings and shit. It's so fucking good. This is a knockdown, drag out. Just one of us is gonna live, the other is gonna die. Cannibal Holocaust. I can't stress <laughs> how much I fucking love this movie. It's great. Fuck yeah. So, um, I don't want to say exactly what happens, but let's just say uh, Martha shows up with the authorities eventually. Uh, just kind of slowly shakes her head. Yeah, that guy that looks like Michael Ironside. Uh, she's just kind of ashamed of, of what has gone down in Fort Spencer. Oh, are you going to talk about the fucking sneaky finish? Should we? It is kind of funny and ironic. I mean, uh, God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the general uh, walks into one of the cabins, sees Jeffrey Jones laying there dead, and yep. just kind of slowly licks the bottom of his nutsack. <laughs> the end. <laughs> it turns out he's a cannibal too. Yeah. 
He eats Jeffrey Jones's meat, and it all comes full circle. Mm. The end. The end. I love this movie. God damn it. This movie it's is so, so fucking good. good. Yeah, so we're not going to really spoil, spoil the ending for you guys. I mean, we kind of did, but... We didn't. Not all the way. Not all the way. Can I can I tell you something real quick? What up? Five out of five. Oh, fuck you. Five out of five for this guy, too. Yeah. You know what? This is one of the rare horror movies that you don't need tits. Right. I mean, it was, there was really only one female in the whole movie. I didn't want to see her tits. I mean, Jeffrey Jones has a, a nice pair of milkers there. But oh, it does he? I don't know if I want to see those. <laughs> Probably floppy. Ah, God. There's a little too much going on there. He wears the, the Wonder Bro. We'll leave that for his cellmate. Who's <laughs> Jared? Yeah. Oh God, I absolutely adore this movie. I love this movie. This movie has heart. This I've movie has soul. I've seen it dozens of times. Probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I uh, I can tell this was definitely one of your favorite movies of all time. This was a blast review. Fucking a man. I'm gonna love Cannibal Month to- so much. Got a uh, like a sneaky hint on what's coming next. I uh, I'll give you a hint. Okay. All right, you ready for this Let's one? See if I can guess it. All right. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> no, wait, what's the other one? I did that wrong. You did. Dazed and you did. You did. Fuck. <laughs> all right. I, I, I'm, all, I'm also embarrassed because I agreed with you for a second. I, I really cannibalized that fucking joke. <laughs> That's what I like about high school girls. I keep getting older. They stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. I think I'll run for governor of Texas. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm excited. So yeah, that's a little uh, a little sneaker there. If you can figure out what it is, send us an email, send us a tweet, whatever. If you got any information on Jeffrey Jones' current whereabouts, feel free to send those to uh, damnthatscary42069 at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, so Jeffrey Jones, he got in trouble, right? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, made, made some mistakes. Why? Why the fuck do people still... Go see The Who live when Peter Townsend literally did the same fucking thing. And Peter said, Peter Townsend is walking the fucking earth as a free man. Oh, it's because of the power slide. Oh, that makes sense. I thought it was the windmill thing he did. Yeah, well, that too. Jeffrey Jones never did that shit. No, no. I'm not trying to say who's the lesser of two evils here, but the lesser of two evils here is the one who is the better actor and not the rock star. Well, I will tell you, if Jeffrey Jones could smash a guitar... With panache. Yeah. Uh, you know, that goes a long way. I mean, dude, the guy fucking... Uh, he he could have made that jury vote the other way. He, <laughs> he just jumped out there and did a fucking full-on stage <laughs> he performance. Just, he just jumped up and started fucking doing an R. Kelly performance. Yeah, if he, if he did Tommy in its entirety <laughs> in front of the judge. No, and I'm not I'm not dis- disparaging... Peter, no, actually, I am. Fuck Peter Townsend. Oh yeah, I'm, pedophiles are bad. No, yeah, they're terrible. I'm 100 percent disparaging that, them all. The, the fact that he was literally like, "Oh, I w- I just had that on me computer yeah, was because research. I was doing research," and then like the constable Carruthers over here, like, oh, "You hear that? That's good enough for me." Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense as an excuse because it's like, yeah, you were researching, man, but you were researching naked children by pounding off. Like that's. That's bad research. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? You know, that's like, that's worse than, like, eugenics. See, I just wanted to understand the enemy by becoming the enemy. Yeah, no, he was looking at naked kids. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, man. You can't British accent your way out of that, Townsend. So the... (laughs) 
The moral of this story is is don't look at child pornography. Yeah, as if we had to tell you guys. If, if, there's probably one or two. I of you think out there's there. a few of you out there we have to Some tell you. Some of you might have needed to hear that, but yeah. uh, hopefully not all. No, no, no. Look at full grown, voluptuously breasted women. Or men. Yeah. Those are called bears. Yeah, voluptuously breasted men like Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> Oh, man, I am going to love the shit out of Cannibal Month, man. Oh, it's already great start. Great, great start. fucking start. I, I I have been ravaged. Ravenized. Uh, uh, definitely five stars. I recommend this to you scaries. if you... Uh, five scaries. I recommend Ravenous to you if you're hungover and you can't get out of bed and you Uber eat something and you just, like... Just want to fucking watch something fun. Or if you just love movies with great soundtracks and uh, cannibalism. I honestly, dude, honestly, I think Ravenous is the perfect hangover movie. It's Robert Carlyle's best role. Uh, yeah. His best penisless role. Uh, yep. There it is. Yeah. There it is right there. Gotta make yeah. that distinction. So can't say enough good things about this fucking movie. Greg, do you have anything else you want to say, buddy? Well, love each other. Oh, Yeah. And keep it spooky. Ah, we're damn that scary. <laughs> he was licking me. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. We bandaged Toffer's wounds. Mister Cajon. Yes. You come outside. Outside. You can sleep outside. Boy, you too. Stay there. Sick man outside. Come on, hot dog.